Hello, critics, non-critics, and friends. Welcome to the Film Optics Podcast, where we take a glance into comic book movies, blockbusters, indie films, and everything in between. I'm your host, Christian, and I'm joined by my co-host, Devin. And we have a special guest here on the show with us, friend of the show. We have AMX NDA Reviews, Amanda, over at Candid Cinema, to give our thoughts about Euphoria Season 2. And before we begin today's episode, you can listen to our podcast on platforms around the internet, on podcast platforms around the internet. That includes Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, you name it. And if you are a new or seasoned listener to the show, we would love to hear from you guys. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Film Optics. That is Optics with an X. Or you can email us at FilmOptics at gmail.com for any movie-related questions. Devin, my co-host, how are you doing on this fine, fine Saturday? I think we're all feeling a bit tired. Don't know. Yeah, Weird. I don't. I'm. I'm. It's, like it's contagious. It really is. Man. I'm. I'm chugging along. You know, a few takes here and there, but I mean, I've been. You know, trying to stay hydrated, drinking some water, and yeah, that's pretty much the end of it. I had a not a super long night last night, but I don't know. It's just been a really weird weekend. I mean, I watched all the the boys diabolical kind of just blew through that. And like, yeah, those are hours. fifteen minutes each. Yeah, I was, I was like, thank God. <laughs> I was like, thank God, these are only like thirteen minutes each. <laughs> but uh, Amanda, how are you doing today on this amazing Saturday? I'm feeling tired, but energized at the same time. I don't know what's wrong with me, but I've been feeling like exhausted the whole week. So I think I'm just tired of winter and it needs to like get the hell out of here. I think that's what it is. <laughs> what, that what, definitely what, help. What are yeah. like the winter months in Canada? Like how, how long does it stand? <laughs> oh man. It's is like, this no- like a year round thing? You only get like two months out of the year. That's very, you know, springtime. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> so it's like, I guess November to March is our winter. That's about yeah. ours too. Yeah, and like, yeah, in Ohio, it's it's, I just, it's about the same. I can't do it anymore. I can't. Well, yeah, I know what you mean. It's, <laughs> I mean, you can always become American citizen if you want to. So soon, <laughs> yeah. You enroll in Euphoria High School. Yeah, no. That's the name of high school, right? <laughs> I'd fix those kids. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> I, I would go to that high school over Degrassi. I feel like same. Actually, it'd be more eventful. It would, it would, and it's more and and, and better shot and better. Yes, <laughs> yes. Well, God, I mean, Degrassi's been on the air for when our parents were kids. Like mm. that's not it, it's that that's a long running show, and I think it's actually coming back soon. If I'm yeah. not mistaken, on HBO. Oh my gosh! So I'm like, <laughs> let's do a crossover. Yes. Oh my god! Someone if he's a Sam principal. <gasps> let drake be the principal <laughs> we can have like an old school like iCarly and like victorious crossover episode like they did like, hey, these are two kids who good high school this is you know they could I be in the same universe I, I was telling christian before we started that drake produces euphoria oh my god i'm from toronto and i don't know that that just breaks my heart <laughs> you never saw his name pop up before the no. show starts I think I'm just so nervous for the show to start that I don't pay attention. I think that's what it is. <laughs> and I think Zendaya, she's a executive producer on the show as well. That yeah, that I know. Yeah. I wasn't I is it for se- I think is it for season one and two or just season two? I feel I like she came both. in yeah, or I feel like I she know. came in as two to have more control over Rue, but I don't know. Yeah. I mean she is the best character, so God bless her. <laughs> seriously <laughs> seriously but um yeah you guys so actually before we get into our um 
uh, review here of our coverage, however you want to call it, for Euphoria Season 2. Um, that's just a spoiler warning straight up. We're just going to get into spoilers for this episode because it's been a bit, like, a little bit over a week since the season finale hits on HBO Max. Um, so if you haven't seen it yet, definitely go watch it. Um, it's a blast. We will actually do like an, an initial reaction before we actually get into spoilers. So I'll do like one more spoiler warning prior. So like, this is like the small little window. If you haven't seen it, listen to our initial reactions and then we're going to get straight into spoilers from there just to kind of give people, you, you got to give the people what they want. So, <laughs> all right. Are you guys ready to get into our euphoria uh, season two coverage? Yeah, I just hope my my part doesn't get cut out like cat. Yeah, woo! Oh my gosh, <laughs> that uh, that's fired. All right, we're gonna get into all the juicy high school drama here. We'll be right back after this introduction to Euphoria season two. When you're younger, everything feels so permanent, but as you get older, you begin to realize nothing is. And everyone you love can drift away. All right, ladies and gentlemen, and we are back with our Euphoria Season 2 coverage here on the Film Optics Podcast. And the synopsis is as follows. A look at life for a group of high school students as they grab, as they grapple, excuse me, grasp, grasp, grapple, sure, with issues of drugs, sex, and violence, blood, sex, and booze. All that good stuff, I guess you could say. Uh, creator of the show. What's up? It's a lot going on. It is a lot going on. Is- <laughs> <laughs> uh, creator of the show is Sam, uh, Sam Levinson and stars Zendaya, Hunter Schaefer, Angus Cloud, and many, many more. So we're kind of just going to get into it. Uh, just give our initial reactions, like I mentioned before the introduction. Uh, we'll start with Amanda because I know it's going to rub the bandaid off now. <laughs> and then we'll go to Devin and then uh, it will end with me. So Amanda, take it away. <sighs> Look, I absolutely love this show. I actually binge watched the first season ahead of season two. Um, and I forgot how much I loved it because it's been two years since we we had Euphoria like blow up HBO on back in the day. Back in the day when, you know, things were different. Um <laughs> but uh, <laughs> two years ago. Two yeah. years ago. Um still feels like it's 2020. Legit, it does. Um, but yeah, the solo episodes were really strong. And then going into season two. That first episode was was great. I thought it was really solid. It had clear direction. Um, the writing and placement of each of these characters and their dynamic with everyone was kind of set up in that first episode. Second episode was a bit better, whatever. For me, this whole season has been really rocky. Um, the editing has been my number one peeve. I really don't like the way he cuts certain scenes and in sequence and out of sequence, so you don't really have a clear timeline. Mm-hmm. Um and I just, yeah, the writing for certain characters, just not about that life, especially for my girl, Cassie. Um, but I think Sydney Sweeney gave a performance and a half uh, this season. I thought she was absolutely phenomenal um, and controlled every single season, every single episode every that single she's season. every <laughs> single season. Um, I felt Rue was sidelined in the first half, but I kind of understood why, because they wanted to keep the addiction hidden that she relapsed. And I completely, I get that. But at the same time, like Rue is the best character on this show. 100%. 
So I, I kind of didn't like that they they did that. Uh, the last half for Rue was really strong. Um, do not care about Jules. I, I think that Hunter Shaver can just like leave the show because I just don't care anymore. No offense to her, like to her, but the character is just done. Basically, I, I don't see her purpose going into S three. But yeah, it was just really rocky. It was rocky. I don't care about Nate. Don't care about Cal. Too much of them. Way too much of them. But uh, Maddie's the all-star of the season. <laughs> and that's that's pretty much where I'm standing. It was rocky. It was enjoyable. They need women uh, writers in the writer's room moving forward to season three. All right, Devin, what about you? Yeah, I don't think we've ever discussed before. Yeah, No, we before. haven't because <laughs> when we were watching season one, I guess we it was the same thing with like the boys season one. Like we decided to watch it. We just didn't decide to cover it, which I think is fine. It's just... It was just something that kind of we we're like, yeah, like this is a great show. Like that that hype train just kept chugging. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But sorry, they mean to cut you off. Go ahead. Yeah, it's it's like this shows an interesting intersection of like the the classic teen drama TV show, like the cheap, like your Riverdale's, your your Degrassi's, obviously. But but the difference being, this one has the production and backing of HBO, which is which just makes it look amazing. So yeah. like the cinematography and everything. And at the end of the day, it's, it's entertaining. Um, it's definitely a bit of a rocky ride. Like, like Manda mentioned, some characters seem to take the spotlight randomly. Like Cal got his own little episode. It was, it was a cool episode, but it just feels like, like, why do we need to feel sympathy for him? I don't know. It was weird. Cause like, it was like an out of body type of situation. You're like watching his, like story as a young kid and you're like oh my god this is like so heartbreaking and you connect with him and and then you like go back and you're yeah. like wait a minute That's this reality. is his episode i don't care <laughs> like yeah it was it was really messed up like just so messed with cal yeah and you notice with a lot of seasons and i guess i'll go with my initial reactions overall i really didn't enjoy the season i mean there, there were things i wasn't super crazy about um like we uh you know we've said before i mean rue is the star of the show, honestly, Rue, her mother and her sister. I wish uh, the mother and sister would have gotten a little bit more uh, screen time. Uh, same thing with the uh, Coleman Domingo's uh, character. But um, I honestly think they're like the best. And of course, Angus uh, it's Fez, uh, Fezco. Um, I think he's fantastic. I mean, the, 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 the entire cast is amazing. And like we said, you know, it's, it's that petty or like, actually this is a little bit more hardcore, like teenage drama, um, the, the, it feels like the Degrassi we should have gotten when Jimmy got shot in a, <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> cause like they always seem to like, you know, they're like, oh, the next episode of Degrassi. And then it's like all this super dr- dramatized things, but it's only like leading up to like one big moment and then just falls off. But this, this, ep- uh, this season of Euphoria definitely felt very chaotic, um, which I liked in a way. I mean, like that, you know, that brings a lot of good, but it also brings a lot of bad as well. Um, like we said with Cal, like I like Cal as a character. I thought he, he was very interesting. I actually, I wanted to dive deeper into Nate's psyche this season because yep. there's a lot going on with him. And, you'll, you'll you get know, lost if you dive in there. There's yeah. yeah. <laughs> That'll be like on. a whole season just dedicated to Nathaniel. Cause like, God. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I will say during the beginning of, well, actually before I even go any further, I want to say that, um, 
I would definitely watch the interludes uh, episodes. Mm-hmm. Honestly, you can just the watch Ruse. Yeah. yeah, you can just watch Riz. No one cares about Jules anymore. Sorry. I'm yeah, and I mean, <laughs> like like you said, Amanda. You know, like no, no, like spite, like no slight to her whatsoever. I just, I just, I just don't. She doesn't really serve a purpose anymore. I didn't. She wasn't my favorite character to begin with. Um, like even from like season one, I was like, okay, like she's like she's a cool character, but like she was never my favorite. I definitely gravitated uh, towards the others. Um, and it's interesting that the the legacy characters like Cat and Jules are just kind of took a backseat, and then they introduced right. They introduced like Elliot and Cal. I kind of liked Elliot. I did like it. I wanted to get your guys' thoughts on him for sure. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I mean, he like for him to sing that long that, in the finale. That was rough. Like, just... Okay, I, I, you guys, I am a big musical person, so I was sitting there like, "This is Aww. that was what I did." I fast forwarded. I was like, "I can't." Did you? Really? I wish I no, I'm joking. I'm joking. Uh, I'm joking. I didn't do that. I just sat I there. Know. I was like, "Why is this happening?" Then I like I on Twitter like as I had to watch it after. Yeah. Um, because the SAGs were on that Sunday. So I, yeah, so I, I did that. I watched it after and then I was like, why is Elliot singing? So I typed it on Twitter and all the memes of people making fun of them. I'm like, oh no. I was like, this it's is got a good voice. Last. It's pretty decent voice. A full yeah. three minute performance. That was a three but, minute performance. Yeah. But see now like that three minutes could have gone to Kat, could have gone to yeah. Jules with some that's, form that's of development. Yeah. And there's like rumors going around that Cat and him, like Cat and Levinson had Cat like, and Levinson, Barbie Ferreira and Sam Levinson had a disagreement, which ha- came out apparently. But also, I she heard her foot, I believe, as well on. Set. She just has head trauma. What do you What are you talking? She has a uh, what did she call it in the show? The what was it? Brain. I don't know what it brain was. Brain disease. Brain disease or something like oh, that. Oh yeah, that's yeah. right. And I was like, she Poor would Ethan. never say this, right? <laughs> and then he was a superstar in Lexi's play. But like for me, I think that there was a lot of stuff happening Offset that really changed the script. Oh yeah. So I heard that Hunter Schaefer and Jacob Ellardy are like at odds, and that Cassie's storyline was supposed to be Jules this season. That's what I heard. So hmm. everything that Cassie and Nate do together was supposed to be Jules and Nate. I don't think that would have been very interesting. I don't think that would have been interesting at all. I Cassie is like we, like you guys said. She, I mean, outside of Rue, because like up to about I would say like season. I mean, not season five, but like episode five. Yeah. Like you know, Rue kind of takes a back seat until then. Um, but like you guys said, um, uh, Cindy Sweeney definitely takes, like she carries a season on her back. Let's take a quick break. Did you know that you can change what you taste by what you hear? How can you use sound to make a deeper connection with your clients? Can we be healed with sound? Sound influences people in their buying decisions and their daily lives. In the podcast audio branding, I explore all of this, both with my own observations as a voice actor of over 15 years and by interviewing knowledgeable professionals in the field of advertising, marketing, music, and science. To have a listen for yourself, visit audiobrandingpodcast.com. I just want to give a shout out. We haven't mentioned Lexi yet. She was great. She oh, was, yeah. She was a silent killer. Like, she really yeah. is. Like, Lexi's yeah. one, of the, was, one of the only likable characters. Oh, yeah. yeah. She aired everyone out. I'm like, yes, girl. But also, she really she's also like, if you put it on the, like, the shoe on the other foot, what she did to her sister, instead of just talking to her about her feelings. Yeah. <laughs> like, 
I'm going to put on a whole play instead of talking to my own sister in her house. Like that's literally like, oh my God, maybe because I have such a soft spot for Cassie. I just felt really bad. When she, when she got up on that stage and started going off, that was amazing. Oh my God, Sydney, like God bless. Yeah, no, she, she did a fantastic job. Yeah. Mm. Those are pretty much my initial reaction for uh, Euphoria season two. So that is your spoiler warning for Euphoria season two. Again, that is your second spoiler warning for Euphoria season two. So if you haven't, I mean, we've kind of already gotten the spoilers and I do apologize, y'all. It's like I said, this is, is a very irregular episode, much like the entire season of Euphoria season two. We're kind of going back and forth doing our own thing. So, but yeah, like, uh, man, we're, I don't even know where to begin. I guess RIP to. <sighs> The man ashtray ashtray the kid academy star right yeah. I, when i saw that i was like so now i know why they killed yeah, him. Right, that like, time he could not have been better it's like now i get it i actually but, heard that they were contemplating between him or fezco dying in that they, episode yeah I, and they changed the like, script the day before Oh, did it, they? it feels like it feels like it makes sense because obviously he he wants his acting career to to keep going and Ugh. try other things, but and Fesco is just such a fan favorite. I feel like if they killed I him love off, Fesco. people would he, I love riot. Him. I love him. Well, I think that if they had to do an expendable character, unfortunately, it is Ashtray. I don't like the way it was done whatsoever. It was done for shock value, like one hundred percent. And yeah. like, you don't need to kill someone off, but like the stakes were like up here. Like they really just built so much anticipation with Lori, who's also like not doing anything with Rue. So they kind of pushed that into season yeah, three. Yeah, I was going to mention that. Yeah, I was going to mention that as that, well. That, that briefcase like, just kind of got pushed to the side. I so I guess know. that's going to be in season three. I'm sorry, I mean, cut you guys off. But no, it, no. Like, it yeah. seems odd because I thought they were going to address it at some point, especially after, you know, she brings the suitcase to uh, AA and Ali kind of like asks Rue, like, you know, what's in the bag? And, she gets a little, you know, combative and stuff like that. And, but I mean, it's this season, it's, it's between Lexi, um, Cassie and Rue. Like they really, those three really. Rue was frustrating though. But I've, I felt, I've, I mean, what do you mean by frustrating? Oh, her herself or you, were you yeah, frustrated? Just, just her choices, which makes sense. Yeah. I yeah. mean, episode five was like all about Rue, but like I even felt bad like after. Like, I mean, she, like I said, she's my favorite character. Yeah. And I really felt for like even after when she finally comes home and she's like trying to open up the Jolly Rancher. And she's yeah. like, she's literally just like, she's so broken. She's so lost. And yeah. like, I mean, this all stems back from her father. And I think they mentioned in the season as well, like, there are just some, like, between certain characters, there's some people who just have, like, those life-defining moments that they'll never recover from. Yeah. And definitely Rue losing her father and, of course, you know, um, with everything in her family. Like, that's just, it's never going to be the same. She's never going to be the same person again, which is, I mean, it kind of sucks. But, like, you really, like, really feel for her. And I feel like this season, like, the, the show itself is all about empathy. So it's yes. like, that's a really big thing. And I'm like, man, I was, I was feeling for her. I was like, damn, this is yeah. terrible. And I feel like the way they wrote her was that you saw her like go into the relapse. Yeah. And you're sitting there like, 
I want to help her. It's not like, screw you. I don't want to like have anything to do. It's like, I need to help her. And you're yeah. like, like Devin said, like you're questioning her decisions, of course, but it's because you care so much for the character. And I think that they really crafted her character extremely well. So other people can kind of connect with her on, you know, in, in relating to like in relating to her character on like all sides, basically, if you are suffering from addiction or if you have someone who is suffering from addiction, you can always like connect with her in that way. And I think it's really important that Zendaya has control of that as executive producer, because she knows the character more than Sam Levinson does, to be perfectly honest. Oh, absolutely. And it, it's no coincidence that her episode is the standout of the season by exactly. far. Yeah. She's just such yeah. a star. She's phenomenal. Yeah. And I, I agree. Like, there's been a lot of, like, rumors about, like, uh, Sam Levinson, like, overworking, like, all the actors and actresses on set. I'm not sure if that's, like, 100% true because I read an article on Variety that, like, HBO kind of, like, pushed back on that. So I really don't know. The whole story, I never really uh, dug too deep into it, but I mean, it is it is kind of crazy. I know with uh, Barbie, I know I believe she like broke her set on foot or um, her foot on set. Excuse me. During <laughs> I I, I want to say I did read that somewhere, but correct me if I'm wrong. Anyone out there listening, uh, you can tweet at us at Film Optics. Let us know if we're wrong mm-hmm. about that. But um, yeah, it's. I mean, the the whole season, it's it definitely feels like even during the beginning of the season, like obviously it starts after New Year's. So it's technically the second semester of school for them, at least. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, that's different because usually it's like, you know, new season, new year at school, whatever, whatever. But it seems that they're breaking it up into semesters. Um, like... Um, like Amanda said, I really, I liked the first episode. It was very strong. It did feel more so of like the interlude. It felt like maybe like an episode or two later is when it's like, okay, like this is like actually when season two starts. You yeah. know what I mean? It's very, very strange. But I wanted to open up the floor really quick for you guys. If there's anything you wanted to touch on that we haven't gotten to yet. Uh, we'll start with Amanda since she feels so strongly about everything, which is which is fine. I just, I, I, I yeah. enjoy hearing your, your tips so. <laughs> and then we'll go to Devin. I, it's not, I, I don't dislike it. I just think that season one was perfect. Like, I think it was just so well-written. The execution was great. The ending still stays in my head. It's just, fin- it's phenomenal that I think that it got too much. They saw the success of season one and they're like, you know what? I don't want to make this a limited series. Let's push to season two. And then they had nothing to work with. And I think that in season two, as we know that the focus is on Rue when, especially in episode five, but I think that the messaging got lost in what they were trying to do with the love triangles in season two rather than like season one was strictly like, this is the message we're giving out. This is someone who's been struggling with addiction and they addressed it properly in season one. I think that they just made it for shock value in season two because they didn't know what to do with these characters. So that's the first thing that I have to say about season two that kind of upset me. Um, The other thing is that, and I've said this in all of my reviews on YouTube, it's the fact that these characters, especially the women, I know they're young, but women talk to each other. We communicate to each other. This stuff happening between Cassie and Maddie or Rue and Jules, 
we would talk about it. So that's how it ups- it just upsets me that like it got to the point where they all end up really hating each other and drifting apart when those are the conversations that we needed. We didn't need a cat fight. I don't know why you built up to a cat fight. Why? Shock value. But these women, if they care about each other, they'll sit down and talk about it. So I think that for me, sitting here as a woman watching this show, having cat sideline like that, on top of everything, because she was one of my favorite characters in season one. And I loved her journey of like just self-love and and that level of confidence. You need that, especially with a plus size woman on the show. Just bothers me that they cast her aside. Mm. So I think that if we have female writers for season three, they're going to be able to show that communication. Because I think the strongest moment between Maddie and Cassie was when they're in the bathroom after the fight. And Cassie's like, I don't know what to do about Nate. And then Maddie goes, this is just the beginning. She's still there for her in that one line. She's still telling her that I know him and he's going to torture you. So I wanted more of that conversation with the two of them, which we didn't get because the cat fight's more important. So for a show that has all of these characters together and there's like zero communication, I think that's where the issues start. Like, yeah. that's what I don't understand. So I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, they're all communicating I... via a play written by someone else. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. So I kind of went off on a tangent, but yeah. No, no, you're fine. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad yeah. you brought up that, that last bathroom scene, though, because I thought that was pretty important to right? see that they are kind of on common ground again. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's very, I mean, and you bring up a lot of good points because really the only, like, true, I guess, like, girl bathroom scene we get is when Lexi was like, oh, like I'm writing a play. It's like, oh, what's it called? Oklahoma. And then <laughs> you was like, you're writing a play called Oklahoma. Like, I loved that back and forth. Mm-hmm. But like, that was the only real like togetherness they have. But of course, you know, they, they keep going back to flashbacks uh, during uh, Rue's father's uh, uh, funeral. Um, so yeah. it, and that's in, I really like how they put, like, I guess for this season, one thing that I liked was that they pushed they kind of displayed hey like Lexi and Rue were like best friends and they still are but mm-hmm. you didn't I felt like you didn't really I, I love that. how that went for full circle yeah because towards the end they yeah. kind of seemed like they're back together as friends yeah because they both left like you know both of their father or you know Lexi's father and um everything happening over there but I I do agree um with you Amanda when it when it comes to I feel like they would have had some kind of agreement. It felt like people were out of the dark. And I'm like, I'm sorry, but like, how did Jules not know that Rue <laughs> relapsed? Like, even the first campfire scene during like the New Year's Eve party, Rue looks baked out of her mind. And what do you think her and Elliot are doing together? Like, come on. You can't be that stupid. It's like you made these characters dumb. Even her mom. How the hell does she know that she relapsed? Like that doesn't that doesn't make any sense. Like you're her mother and you've seen this pattern before and you wait till what the fifth episode and you're in like in sh- you're shook. Like come on, you can't yeah. see that? Yeah, I that that was really crazy. I mean, obviously Elliot being the person and he actually you know, came out and said we're not good for each other. Like not even like mm. you know, in a relationship, not even as friends because you know, they they had that bathroom scene together where when um, she almost wins like cardiac arrest. So it's like, I mean, I really, I liked, obviously, you know, when, when it comes to addicts, that stuff can happen, but I had no clue, like, <laughs> that Jules and Ellie were in the other room. I was like, ah, uh, no, 
like this is about to get super messy right now but it was it, it was it was hard to watch not like in a bad way but like it was just hard to you know even with a Rue's sister who was a little bit sidelined but it's again like i said you know i really wish we got would have gotten more with her because she i felt like she had more to do in season one I feel like we should just stop introducing new characters. We have, we have so many. There's so many. And then There's you lose focus. And I feel yeah. like like even the screen time was evenly distributed in the first season extremely well because you're focusing one episode per person. And in this season, they did that, what, twice? Yeah. They did Fez and then Cal. And I'm like, those are the people? Like, you're choosing? Fez, yes. I love that they started yeah. out with that, Fez. Yeah, but Cal, that like- great. I think Lexi should have had a whole like episode, you know, yeah, like, even more so. And like you say, you know, like, and I, I mean, there, there's criticisms I've had and it's just, it, it feels so chaotic. It did feel very unevenly balanced. Mm. Um, the pacing I thought was fine. Like I, I personally, like when it came to writing, like of the show itself, of what we got at least, I thought it was fine. But then mm-hmm. hearing what Amanda said about, you know, girls talking because, Yes. <laughs> All girls talk. Sorry. And anything, it's, it's like a bunch of girls acting like a bunch of dudes and they're just like, whatever, dude. Yeah, but like, like yeah, no I mean, yeah, it's girl. Girls are always going to talk. And I was very surprised that like Cassie made it that long with at least to episode five. Cause I'm like, Maddie's going to find out mm-hmm. it's some way, shape or form, but I love the it way how she finds out forever. Yeah. <laughs> but see, okay, that's where the editing comes in and it bothered me because it was a rue heavy episode, right? That tidbit happened and then they saved the argument between Cassie and Maddie for two episodes later. Later, yeah. That that yeah, that, that was kind of weird. I like the drop because it makes complete sense as to why Rue would even say it to yeah, like she's you know, trying to She's trying to dip. Yeah, exactly. She's trying to dip. She's like, I have some tea. And like, this is going to cause chaos. And like, I get it. But again, the editing, the placements, Mm. that's what causes like the emotional disconnect with these characters for Mm. me. That's, that's actually a good point because I mean, I, I do want to rewatch it now that it's like all out, but maybe Mm. later on because there's so much coming out, but that is true. And I was wondering why it took them so long to address like you know like because the big secret that was that you know that cassie was was with nate and you know that whole i mean i felt so bad for cassie though i was like she's just trying to make it out here y'all like (laughs) she's just out here trying to like be herself and but but i like how she she stood up for herself a few times yeah 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 yeah. which is really nice but like we never like i mean the tape is still going around or the file or i guess Jules has it, but I I can't remember. Did she destroy it or not? Or she burned it. Did she well, he's in it? jail yeah. now? So yeah, yeah, that's, that's yeah. But I did hear. Um, I, this is a rumor, obviously, that they're trying. Apparently, they're going to try to give Cal like a redemption arc, mm-hmm. and I'm not sure if I like mm-hmm. that because the same no. thing happens in what was it? Um, Stop watching. Um, <laughs> my gosh, it was 13 Reasons Why. Mm. season three with Bryce and you know like they clearly show that he was 
you know, like Arabus, whatever. And if your yeah. name is Bryce, you can't be redeemed. I don't even know anything about the show. <laughs> Except if it's Dallas Howard, so. Right. And <laughs> like, because I watched the first two seasons. I'm like, okay, look, obviously season one was really good. Because uh, that's usually, that's when the book ends. But, you know, they kept going. Um, <laughs> and then season two, I was like, eh, well, okay. And then season three, I was like, started watching. I'm like, what is this? And then I stopped. My friend's like, oh, he's like, you want to know what happens? I'm like, just tell me. He's like, yeah, he's like, they're trying to redeem Bryce. I'm like, I don't, that just doesn't work in that fashion. So I don't know what plans they have for season three. Hopefully they kind of get back on track. Cause even with like um, Stranger Things season two, where like they try to, you know, have 11 go off on her own from the group. And a lot of people didn't like that. And obviously, you know, she did return it. The, the ending was was very uh was decent but i really hope that you know they kind of get back on track the season three i hope you know whatever disagreements that you know the cast and the crew or the cast of directors have i hope they're able to smooth everything out because i mean at the end of the day like number one you don't want people fighting on set or having those disagreements because it affects the products overall so <laughs> it's very, um, it's, it's unfortunate for sure. But I mean, I, I still love the show, you know, it, with all of its flaws and whatnot, but I really hope that, um, that we get back on track. But I wanted to ask you guys, where do you think Rue for season three? Um, when it comes to Rue and Jules, because Rue technically hasn't apologized to Jules yet. She's apologized to everyone else. So I'm not sure if that kiss on the forehead necessarily meant like, hey, we're good or not, because there was that monologue at the end where she's like, you know, I kind of just I went my own way. So it's like it's is Rue going to run into trouble with, you know, the whole, you know, ten thousand dollars worth of drugs that she stole or it feels like it feels like they're just kind of trying to save her storylines for season three, which is great for season three, but obviously not great for season two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I, I wonder I wonder if this is more of just like an interlude for next year. 2024. Yeah, for well for, for their next school. Yeah. Is it coming out 2024? No. Oh. Two years. Two years. Wait. Oh, in two years. Yes. Now. Yeah, yeah, 2024. Yeah, yeah 2024 wow. is when it comes Sorry, out. Sorry, guys. My no, God. you're totally fine. <laughs> math is hard. Good math. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I think I think that Rue acknowledges th- that her relationship with Jules was toxic. Yeah. Cause they also didn't communicate, as I said, and that could have been resolved very easily. Um, multiple times that they would, could have communication. Um, but I think that that's done. Um, I don't know if we're going to see a lot of Hunter Schaefer in season three, because again, like you, when you build up characters to only have a dynamic with one other character and have their entire plot be, like with that character and being in a relationship with that character, then you have them that they're stuck. So I really liked, I I think it was like episode three and it was Maddie and Jules having a moment. And apparently Maddie was supposed to give the disc to Jules instead of Nate giving the disc. And I'm like, again, girls being girls, like, hello, like that would have been so perfect if you had that one moment with them at the bowling alley. Um, but they're not exploring these characters properly. So I think that Jules is going to suffer from that. And I think there's going to be a time jump in season three and they're going to move to like college years. Oh, that would be very interesting. 
Yeah. And like you're, you're dealing with jail time. You're dealing with jail time. So if you have Fez there, you have Cal there, the only possible way for them to get out is like an X amount of time being passed. And if they're going to get into like legal stuff, they're going to do heavier drugs. Maybe. Um, I think that it would be better in a college setting. I know Sam Levinson doesn't care about any of that because they clearly put it in a high school setting that this happens. Mm. Um, but I think that he forgets that these are high school kids sometimes. And That's a, a lot of this stuff That's should really just been point. pushed to college, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I wonder, cause, cause Rue did say that she stayed clean throughout the rest of the school year. Mm. And she did mention that she was kind of just like done. Like, but not the most reliable narrator. So we'll see. <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean, yeah. That's, uh, that's, I mean, that's a good point. I mean, I, I wonder if she's, either going to relapse or is it, you know, are they going to bring up, like I said before, like the $10,000 of drugs? It's like, did they just, (laughs) did she just forget about her? Like whatsoever. I thought that that scene where she was getting morphine pumped into her. That was pretty scary. That was, there was a lot of heavy tense moments with Rue. Yeah. Um, yeah, like and then she just kind of the- just escapes out of a window, and then it's just done. And then yeah. like she's just she's scot free. <laughs> I was like, "What is happening?" But no even responsibility, that, no repercussions. <laughs> exactly, and like that's like such a scary moment for but her, especially. Yeah, and like it shouldn't have been a high school student. Like you have to really look at. It. Like I don't care how old Z is. It's like this is a high school student that's happening. Yeah. Like I'd be shitting my pants sorry but like it's true like i don't know also who gives like a high school student ten thousand dollars worth of drugs it's like you really trusted her that much clearly she's not that good of a drug dealer (laughs) it's like rue i know your track record and uh it ain't good (laughs) so i'm gonna have to i'm gonna have to pass on this business proposition that you have and i so i guess what was her business proposition because i don't think they really explored it because the she kept saying, to the high school kids or something. i guess so because yeah. she kept saying like i have a plan i have a plan and then like she tells elliot the plan but i don't think we hear it and then elliot's like that's a terrible plan because he knew that like <laughs> if you have all these drugs in your possession and you're an addict you, it's just a front and everyone that's why fez was like i ain't doing that for you like you know it's a front right so then like yeah. that's that's just freaking taking all of that. Riding down, you know, the street with her bike signal and this briefcase in her hand. I'm like, <laughs> so funny. <laughs> I'm dressed up. Oh my God. It was so funny. That really. was hilarious. I was like, I'm like, yeah, what's in the suitcase? Like when we saw it during like the actual um, trailer, I'm like, oh, she's just like cruising down the street with drugs in her possession. Just like whatever. But yeah, it's, it's, it is, it is a crazy, crazy season. You know, a lot of good. Uh, a lot of bad as well. Hopefully they get back on track with season three. Cause I mean, I, I want to see where these characters go. Yeah. Like, I mean, I guess you could say, you know, it's like the new age Degrassi, whatever, whatever. Uh, but I actually believe that Sam Levinson has another show on Hulu called dope sick. I believe that's, that's really, well. it's really good. Caitlin Devers on it. I'm there. <laughs> yeah, I know. Michael Keaton just won a sag for it. Like, Re- Oh, okay. It, okay. Yeah. It was good. I I watched the first three episodes and reviewed it, and I was mm. like impressed. Again, like it's chaotic and too yeah. many characters, right? Uh, but it's good. It seems to be his style, no matter where he goes, for sure. But yeah, I mean, I we I, like I chaos. Not. Yeah, oh yeah, I love chaos. I I, I didn't even watch. I didn't watch the sags. I do. I was I was catching up on some Batman, some Dark Knight, some Batman Begins. 
through Dark Knight Rises before. Hell yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I caught up with some news afterwards, but it's just so many award seasons are going on right now. It's just really hard to catch up. I'm really looking forward to the Emmys, though. Um, that seems to be the one award season I usually gravitate towards just because I feel like it is more of like, like, you know, a celebration of all TV and whatnot. And I generally use, I generally watch more TV than watch movies. I think we've only reviewed like a few movies here on the podcast as of late. I think we're five in and it's March <laughs> five or six, but I mean, you know, during the beginning of the year, it's, it's a bit slower, but there's a lot of movies I just haven't seen yet because I've just been busy with a lot of other stuff. So kind of just have to watch what I can. So yeah, <laughs> hope, hope, yeah, hopefully, well, nothing beats last March. Last March was crazy. <laughs> I miss last March so much. <laughs> <laughs> man, Zach's everyone, the, the big day's coming. Zach Snyder. I was like, oh man, let's, let's go. Let's. It was, that was such a great, oh my God. I'll never it, it. I was very impressed by that movie. I mean, I bought the Blu-ray, so I, I must've liked it enough. But I saw me so happy. Yeah, I mean, I, I also have Justice League. Just, just to remind myself, it's, it's, it's there. It's what did a real I say? Thing. I told you to throw it away. I don't understand. I don't care that you spend five dollars on it. it I told $10. you. To th- <laughs> That's even worse. Oh my god. That's even. It was the four K option. I'm sorry. I was getting at my four K Blu-rays up in here. But yeah, with that being said, did you guys have any other uh, last thoughts before we close out here um, for Euphoria Season 2? We'll kind of just uh, give our quick little ratings of what we thought and we'll uh, close on out. I have a quick little hypothetical. Okay. Would you would you rather be in the audience for the Lexi play from Euphoria or the Avengers play in Hawkeye? I don't know, man. Okay. This is because Lexi's play it's was tough. Lexi's play was bomb. Like, I mean, yeah. regardless of the cat fight and everything that happened, like, that, that's, I just added, that's just added that, entertainment. That's just a bonus, you know? I think I, I might I might have to go with the Avengers because... <laughs> Listen, the Avengers did not have that beautiful musical number from Ethan. So I'm that's- definitely going <laughs> with Lexi's play. <laughs> they're, they're, just, they're, they're just in harmony the entire time. They're having a good time. Beautiful. Flipping and jumping on stage. Who knew Ethan had that much talent? I know. He never oh, Ethan was right? great. And Cass just sitting there like, I broke up with him because he was boring. I don't boring. like him. Like, okay. Your boy's not boring. Ethan was great. I really wish we would have got more with Ethan. Like Same. he literally told Kat off and then just he's like, I feel like you're looking for a way out. So I'm gonna go. And then yeah. I was like, uh, and that was like the last time we saw Kat, like <laughs> throughout the rest of the season. I can't. Don't remind me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but did you have any uh, final thoughts, uh, Amanda, before we close out? Um, I I pretty much ranted about everything. Um you did I just good. I think I was respectful. Um, I want want Sydney and Zendaya both to get nominated. Oh, absolutely. They both should. I'll start the campaign for both of them now because they were great. I really can't see the improvement in Sydney's performance from season one to season two. Yeah. Yeah. She had a lot more to do. And I'm she did a a lot of parallels like between the beginning and the end of the season, too, when she's locked in the bathroom. And I was like, oh man, Maddie's coming for her. Yeah. Oh my God. Like I I would I wouldn't even want to be Maddie's friend. I'm like, listen, listen, this is like a blood pact. 
kind of deal that yeah. I'm sensing. And like, if I like breathe wrong, you're going to come after me. But I do love how Nate was like, oh, you know, if Kat, if um, if Maddie finds out, she's going to uh, hate me, but she's going to kill you. I was like, that was scary. <laughs> right? Oh, my God. I was like, man, like talking to Nate, like he's the only person who who truly understands Maddie. But he has um, he has treated Maddie and uh, Cassie essentially the same. In certain ways, like when it comes, especially with Maddie and the gun, that was. Again, like this woman has been through enough trauma. There was no need for that to happen if Maddie was going to get take that disc and give it to Jules. So you wrote that in for her, which. Fair enough. Fair enough. Right. So like, it just doesn't make any sense. But I do think that Nate really did care about Cassie because yes, he was like assertive, but he was only assertive with Maddie. And then with Cassie, it was like, he took a backseat and let her like, Mm -hmm. there was like a power shift with that. And like, he felt vulnerable and safe with Cassie, which is just like the opposite of what was happening with Maddie. So it's just a really interesting dynamic. And I wish we could have seen more of that because Nate, yeah, like Nate did turn, I think. And then he just gets sucked back into homophobia and all of that and he just doesn't want to be himself so and one last question does anyone think like besides obviously the people on that play did did you think there was any other high schooler who didn't know that was about them like literally like because they even mention it like the whole like high school like the knockoffs i was like okay even if i you know wasn't a person sitting at home that was the person in this high school i would have been like Yo, is that real? <laughs> like, is that supposed Why to be? Why does that high school have a doppelganger for, for every character? <laughs> yeah. Like, a perfect doppelganger. Literally, like, student. the off brand, like, it's like Frosted Flakes, but it has, like, a polar bear on it instead of Tony the Tiger. And it's like, it's still called Frosted Flakes. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> oh, God. It's, it's like, literally the off brand cereal versions of them, like the knockoffs. Yeah. It's like, you can tap in, you'll understand. Like, it's like in that 70s show when, um, oh my gosh, Eric Foreman says that his, his, his mom buys Twonkies instead of Twinkies. Yes. <laughs> because uh, they're cheaper. <laughs> it's so funny. I it. It's I I felt so bad. I'm like, okay, th- th- there's no way a single person in this high school does not know the drama that's going on. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. And also, the police are nowhere to be found. It's, it's aside from the whole Fesco thing and not being able to catch Cal. Um, Rue. <laughs> like Rue I, just the cops are the wandering worst. around the city. I'm but like, also, <laughs> like realistically, no trained police officer will snipe a 14-year-old boy. I'm that is sorry. very true. Like, that's, come on. That's true. That's no matter I if he... That. I will. I got to give it to Ashtray, though. He was... Woo, he, he was sneaky there for a second. He's like, gotcha. <laughs> he's, he's cold-blooded. He's he was cold-blooded. I yeah. wish we would have gotten the re- more of a reason why he decided to disobey Fez. Yeah. I don't know why. Like, it was kind of like... We, we, did, we didn't get a lot of dialogue with him. No. Um, I wish we would have gotten a little bit more. But I mean, it is what it, he just seemed like he turned into like the kid who's like a loose cannon. Yes. Type situation, which kind of sucks. I wish we got a, a little bit more with him. I mean, we did during the beginning of the season, which was great, but mm-hmm. I'm not sure if that was like foreshadowing. But anyway, did you know the show is a remake? Euphoria is. Yeah. Is, is it? 
There's an Israeli show called Euphoria. Stop. Is there really? Ooh. Oh my God, Sam Levinson's going to get sued. Someone sue him. So is this like, is this like a Lion King and Kimbo the White Lion type situation? <laughs> is this a twonky situation? <laughs> it's, in, it's in Hebrew and it says, the synopsis is, Euphoria portrays a sexy, troubling, and bold profile of the teens of the 90s with, with an, a raging drama going on behind teenagers' closed doors. Well, okay, he he might have gotten the the right. They might have gotten the rights for that. I'm sure it's like yeah. Well, obviously, it's legal. It's season legal, two. Like it's just <laughs> interesting. You that. Never know. This yeah. is brand new information. This is brand new information. Oh yeah. my god, that Devin's always coming. always coming IMDb. in with the. With oh, the, it's uh, on IMDb. Like in connection to like yeah, like it's Levinson. like it says, it says remade as Euphoria. Uh, 2019. Oh, okay. Uh, Okay, okay, that makes sense. Okay, so <laughs> we can't sue them, guys. This sucks. I, I, maybe, maybe we should review that one, though. <laughs> yeah. our Hebrew. We <laughs> <laughs> got to brush up on our... <laughs> I'll get the Rosetta Stone. I'll send it out. It'll, it'll be all good to go. Um, but of course, <laughs> um, that, uh, oh my gosh, <laughs> that was funny. So yeah, um, we won't get into ratings because I feel like we just talked about it long enough. Uh, here, but I wanted to thank Amanda for coming on, uh, doing this with us. Like, like we said, this, this episode was very unplanned. Uh, usually I like the sixer structure, but it is what it is. Um, like we said, it's chaotic as season two itself. So we're, we're kind of just spitballing ideas and more of a chill conversation yeah. uh, between us. But thank you so much, Amanda, for coming on. Uh, if you want to let everyone know where they can find you on the internet and what's coming up on your channel. Yeah, of course. Well, thank you guys so much for having me. It's always a blast with you guys. Um, you guys can always follow me over at AMX ND Reviews on Twitter, Instagram, and Letterboxd. You can check out my YouTube, Candid Cinema, and my website, CandidXCinema.com. I have my reviews for The Batman and uh, and Fresh, which is out on Hulu. And uh, just don't eat before or during or after watching that movie because oh, really? it's something. Don't do it. I was screaming at my uh, at my television. So uh, yeah, that's all. That's I gotta there. watch that. There's so many things I have to watch. Like I still haven't seen Kimmy. I haven't <laughs> seen Death in the Nile yet. There's some after five. party last night. I gotta it? catch up. Damn. I gotta catch yep. up. I'm only on episode two. So I got it last night. I really um, tried. Season two is coming. Yeah. I've, I've been watching. I've been watching How I Met Your Father. It's okay. It's I gotta okay. watch that too. I watched it's- the first episode and I was like, I'm good. Well, like, okay, I I'm there for Hillary Duff through and through. That is why I'm watching this Damn. show because it's been so long. And her best friend uh, played. Oh my gosh, she was on Secret Life of American Teenager on ABC Family, I believe. I think that was her. I think hmm. was it was it Secret Life of American Teenager um, with. Oh my gosh, I'm blanking right now. Anyway, uh, what's coming up on our podcast, you may ask. Uh, we have a lot of stuff coming up. Uh, by, the, by the time this episode is out, our, uh, bat, our, the, our the Batman uh, non-spoiler and spoiler review will be up on the podcast for everyone to listen to. We had dives from the Suit Up Geeks join us on that uh, adventure. So um, we're actually recording this before <laughs> we released the spoiler, the spoiler episode of of that one. So, you know, batch recording, it's always a great idea. Um, <laughs> but other than that, we also have our uh, Mockingjay Hunger Games Mockingjay Part 1 review that is up on the podcast as well. We were joined by Nicole Ackman and J.D. Duran 
from In Session Film and Next Best Picture, uh, respectively. So definitely check that out. Uh, we'll be closing out that Franchise Revisited series um, in April. So it'll be very sad to see it go. But we will be taking a uh, short break from the Franchise Revisited series. I'm going to try out some new things here on the podcast because um, I thought about doing Twilight and I was like, I do want to do it. Oh boy. But but like I feel like it's gonna be really fun. But later on. <laughs> later on. So those are a few things that we have up on the podcast up for you guys. And always make sure to share a friend. Uh, not share a friend. Share an ever well, if you want to share friends, well. you can share friends. Like we're we're all, you know, this is we're all Nate shares uh, friends. Yeah, Nate <laughs> Nate does share friends. <laughs> <laughs> That Nate you gotta does. clip that. You gotta clip that. That was great. <laughs> <laughs> that was perfect. <laughs> uh, uh, make sure to share an episode of the Film Optics Podcast with a friend, whether it be your mother, your brother, your lover, whoever it may be. Make sure to share an episode of our podcast with a movie lover in need. And always make sure to leave a five star rating and review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify for us. Uh, definitely helps out for us uh, for feedback. Uh, especially so we kind of like know what to work on what to you know hone in on and whatnot but other than that uh, again amanda thank you so much for coming on we talked about this a lot longer than i thought but like i'm here for it (laughs) (laughs) euphoria season three bring it on i I hope sam i hope the new degrassi episode or the new season drops like around the same time euphoria does so sam levinson has like a little bit of a competition because oh, <laughs> i mean a high school drama it's it's you know it's 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 an oldie but a goodie you know they, i don't think they'll do that they'll spread it well because yeah. they have gossip girl too so right after oh, gossip girl ended on hbo max then it went to euphoria so i think Degrassi's going to be like a summer show mm, that's There's right. so much happening in the teen drama cinematic universe i need a crossover <laughs> i need it i need them all together if Chaos. we could do a crossover I would like that a lot. Like 100%. Could you imagine if there was a gossip girl, which would be Lexi Howard technically at Euphoria High, how crazy that would be. Like just like put that together, like a gossip girl in Euphoria High. Somebody get Warner Brothers on the phone. (laughs) Are you listening? (laughs) This needs to happen immediately. (laughs) But um, with all that said, again, everyone, thank you so much for listening to this episode. Sorry, my voice has been all over the place today. It's been a long, early Saturday for me, but uh, we're going to close on out here. And that's a wrap for today. Thank you all for listening. And if you enjoy the show, leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram to stay in the know. That was Amanda, Devin. My name is Christian. We'll see you guys. Congratulations. Ah, there we go. Uh, (laughs) If if these kids don't kill each other before they graduate. (laughs) I mean. Because Maggie was out for blood. (laughs) Lexi for valedictorian? Oof. Oh, Oh, you know what? I I like that that too. I like it. I like that. It it seems very fitting for her character. And now if it's Rue, because I I think Rue's going to make it. I think she's going to make it. I think so too. For sure. But Yeah. yeah, we'll see you guys next time. Bye.